This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Do you guys ever notice the photographers at sporting events? I definitely do. They seem to camouflage into the sidelines sometimes, but for me personally, I not only notice them, I'm really intrigued by them. I sit and I want to know what shots they're getting, um, if they're on a specific assignment, um, how much it hurts when they get tackled by the brunt of an out-of-bounds play or something like that. So we're going to learn some of that today. So my guest today is Tim Heitman, sports photographer for Getty Images. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Kelly? I'm great. I'm excited to talk to you. Thank you. First, I kind of want to know, though, how long um, or how and when did you get into the business of, of sports? Well, I've been doing it uh, 27 or 28 years now, and uh, my background is actually finance. I had no training in photography whatsoever. I happened to be playing in a band as a hobby, and the girlfriend of the guitar player used to be in the SID office of SMU. She said, hey, I understand you've taken some pictures and you played baseball in college. Would you want to be a sports photographer? So I... Wow. So I... uh, I kind of thought about that for a second and I asked what she was looking for. And basically, I started shooting SMU women's basketball in about 1991 when the only people there were the coaches, the players, and the parents. Wow. I didn't know that background. So that's fascinating. So you're 27 at 28 years, is that what you said? Which is a long time. Which is, now I'm curious to know some of these quick hit answers. So that being said, and you've been shooting sports for so long, I'm curious... Who's your favorite athlete of all time? Probably Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. I know it's a hometown guy, but... uh, That's okay. I love Dirk. I started shooting the Mavericks about the same time he came to the Mavericks. Actually, I was there a little bit before, so I kind of grew up as a sports photographer as he grew up as a player. And he's he's unique on every level. What you see is what you get. He's the nicest guy, and that was just... To be the first superstar that I got to be that close to was probably something I'll always remember. Right. And what a lucky, you know, connection to make all, like you said, somebody that kind of grew up in this sport as you got into the sport and didn't leave this town. <laughs> what are the odds, right, that that you got to have a career with someone's career? Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. It was We, we have co-careers, although I think his is a little more successful I mean, than maybe, mine. maybe. Maybe a few more... A, few more people might know know his name than yours. One or two more. <laughs> All right, you mentioned um, playing baseball. So what's your favorite sport to play? Baseball probably is my favorite sport to play. Um, I played since I was five years old, something like that, and I played up until my sophomore year in college. So it was just the sport. My dad actually played basketball at Iowa, played oh. with um, – Don Nelson, of all people, oh. speaking of another Dallas He's Maverick. He's on my list to ask you about also Another later, Dallas so. Maverick connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad played played basketball, but he never said, hey, I have to go play basketball. And I just always love baseball, so baseball. Okay. So two questions about your favorite sports to, to watch. One is what? how do you watch – what's your favorite to watch as a fan? What's your favorite sport to shoot as a photographer? Actually, they're the, they're the same thing. Okay. Uh, hockey. Um, I don't know how to play hockey. I don't know how to skate. Um, but um, it's the fastest sport. It's the most random in terms of how the outcomes come. Uh, I think anybody that watches it on TV doesn't get the sense of the speed and the power. You really have to go to a game. Uh, and that kind of 
flows into the, my favorite sport to shoot because it's by far the most challenging. Um, a lot of the other sports are, I, I don't want to say easy, but it's relatively easy uh, because of the, the lack of speed and things of that. But between the reactions that you get from the players and then just the intensity and you're that, you're really closer almost to that as a photographer at that sport than just about any other also. And it's so unique in that, you know, the puck is small compared to most of the the size of the balls you're talking about in other sports, which makes it harder to follow because it is so much faster. But then the scope of the playing space is so contained and small. You know, baseball, you got the whole baseball park and everybody's stretched out and you can, you can probably set your sights on a player and camp out for a minute. And when something happens, you've got that shot or whatever. But in hockey, no one's ever still. Obviously, the goalie's a little bit still, but, you know, it's just got to be forever moving. It is, and, and we kind of joke it's the only sport that you have to learn a different sport to play before you can play it. I mean, if you think about it, you have to learn how to skate before you can play hockey. For sure. Every other sport, you can virtually walk Jump right in. out on the field and right. Use play. Use your feet and go. Yeah, yeah. and play. So, uh, That's I, one of the fascinating things to me about hockey players is these, you know, obviously strong, grown, very tough men who can skate like it's nothing. They're so powerful yet fast, and they move and so agile. They move and stop and change so fast. It's like you said, seeing it on TV is one thing, but when you're seeing them do that in person, it's really fascinating. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, and, I mean, football players are really fast and really big, but it's just, for me, it's not the same. Okay, so then what about traveling? I don't know if this job takes you traveling. I know you're in this market taking photos, but what's the farthest distance you've ever gone to – I guess, work in sports or to, you know, participate or watch sports as a fan? I've been pretty localized because um, I shoot for Getty, but I also shoot for the Dallas Stars and USA Today. And, and so they have kind of a regional focus that they hire people that work generally in each uh, group. Uh, I used to travel a lot to Oklahoma. I used to do a lot of Oklahoma football and Oklahoma State football. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done Kansas. I used to have to go up there to do... Uh, football. So it's generally a, a local, well, I guess I've gone to Houston and shot. So mostly regional uh, focus. I don't like flying. So if I can drive there and not have to worry about how my photography gear gets there, that right. makes me happier. Sure. That makes <laughs> sense. Okay. I want, I'm curious to know, you know, a, a list of these sports and also the teams that you've covered. It's probably really long, but you've already told us a few, um, of the sports, and it started out with women's basketball, which is fascinating. So we know you've mentioned the Stars already. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned uh, the Mavs. Well, I don't know if you've mentioned the Mavs. I know you because of the Mavs. So um, who else? What else do you cover or have you covered in the span of your career? Uh, Team-wise, probably just about every team in every sport because I've gotten the – I've been lucky enough to cover all the big events. I've shot – the World Series twice when they were here, you know, for the Rangers. And mm -hmm. I've shot the uh, Super Bowl and the MLS Championship Cup when it came here to Frisco for the first time and two Stanley Cup finals. And I, I've pretty much uh, the college football championship when it came here. So uh, event-wise, I've shot just about everything but the Olympics. It's mm. probably the only thing I haven't shot. Um, when that comes through... Next round, when we get that, in the, at least in the U.S., will you have the ability to get any of that? Uh, yeah, because that would be through USA Today, not okay. Getty. Um, and there's just so many different events, 
and it's so long that it's hard to have people commit, I mean, yeah. even though it's a big deal to commit to that. Plus, sometimes, depending on your skill set, I'm more of a, um, I mean, if it's the Summer Olympics, I've, you know, I'm more of an outdoor shooter, so I would tend to do those kind of events or or if they brought the Winter Olympics here, obviously being a hockey guy, uh, that would be an advantage. So yeah. I can't ski. And uh, like one of the things that I, I learned is you can't cover the alpine sports if you don't ski because you, you have to ski be on skis. halfway down the mountain or two thirds or wherever you're going to set up. You have to, they don't put you on a snowmobile and send you over right. there. So uh, I was like, oh, I guess I won't be doing too many alpine Olympic sports. That's anymore. a very narrow skill set, probably, of people who can shoot it and ski down that mountain. Uh, I know two people in Dallas that can do it, and that's about it. Oh wow, yeah, pretty narrow. NFL. Um, NFL. I shoot the cowboy. I will be at uh, the Thanksgiving game tomorrow. Okay. Uh, that's a thing. My wife has been understanding about that. We actually have Thanksgiving this year on December first. Um, I've been doing that. For as long as I can remember. So I've probably done that game 10 or 15 years now, something like that. So you're talking about shifting your schedule, your personal holiday schedule around, because oftentimes you're going to go shoot a game that's these big holiday games. This time of year is really hard because you've got the overlap of all, you know, f four, five, six sports, college basketball, pro basketball, college football, still the bowl mm -hmm. games. So, uh even though this is the joyous time of year, uh, my wife and I have to really plan ahead to make Christmas happen because, like this year, for example, the Dallas Stars have the Winter Classic, which mm -hmm. is uh, on yeah, that's going to be great on January first. You'll be working that. I'll be working that, which means I won't. We won't be going out the New night Year's before, Eve. Right. Happy New Year um, to or, you. Work or if I am, I may be working it. There may be a private party or something that sure. uh, that we need to work. So. Uh, so the only thing that we get to do as a couple this time of year is I shoot the Cotton Bowl every year, and they do have a private event where they have like um, uh, they go out to the Glass Cactus, mm -hmm. and they have oh usually it's a pretty decent name country artist, mm -hmm. and you know so that's like the one part a year <laughs> a par one party <laughs> that we yeah. get to go to. Well, good, it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. So let's talk about that a little bit more on, on your schedule. So this is not a nine to five typical job where you're working all day and then you're off at night, right? So what does a game day look like for you? Uh, typically for a game day, most sports are similar in terms of how much time you need to prep for a game. And typically, uh, well, when I first started doing this and was nervous and didn't know what I was doing, I wanted to get there about three and a half hours before the game so that I made sure everything was set up and working. Right. Um, but now uh, for a football game, I may still have to get there about three hours ahead of time, especially like the Cowboys, uh, since they're America's team and there's lots of out-of-town media and out-of-town photographers that will be like the, out of, the other team will bring in people to sure. or, or the out-of-town newspaper. So to get a spot, you got to stake you, your claim. You have to literally stake your claim at places. Um, so about three hours ahead of time because that gives you the opportunity to get settled, make sure all your gear works, get something to eat, and then you can have the opportunity to go get the players working out before they're putting on their jerseys or you can do, go do fans tailgating or whatever. Um, then the game lasts three to four hours. Mm -hmm. uh, baseball maybe three and a half to four and a half hours. Uh, and then uh, you have to edit your pictures because generally speaking, I'm working for a news agency and mm -hmm. they want captioned individual pictures to put up 
wherever. Yeah, and quick turnarounds. <sighs> Very quick right. uh, turnarounds. And so that, that may take you another hour and then an hour, hour and a half before you get home. So what is that, a eight-hour day, seven-hour day? So after you shoot, your your gear is all there with you to where you're editing on the, on the spot and submitting, and, and then you go home. Yes. Okay. Yeah, sometimes... Um, I always not, wondered that. I always wondered if you're just, I mean, not just a photographer, but if you're just assigned to taking the photos and then you upload them and they're gone, or if you have to do some of the post work yourself. And Well, one thing that's changed over the years, uh, when I started out, I was doing film. So obviously uh, it took two or three days for me to get the pictures back before mm -hmm. we could even do anything with them. And now with social media and the internet, they want pictures during the game. So in in some cases, after, uh, like again, use an example of a Cowboy game, if it's the late night game, you know, the Sunday night game, well, they need pictures as soon as possible because it's the only game and they don't need them at two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So uh, there'll be times where if there's a touchdown on the first drive, I will literally be running into the uh, the photo room and transmitting pictures five or 10 minutes after the play actually happened. And hopefully ESPN will pick it up on their ESPN.com. And so within 20 minutes, there's pictures They're now on the it. internet. Which we, yeah, people like me enjoy. We see, I avoid lots of social during games usually because I'm usually a little delayed. But so that's how that works then. You're on the sidelines taking it. You, you run and get them uploaded and somebody else behind the scenes is getting them submitted and out there wherever they may be on the white, wherever they go. And then, People pick them up, and then they're out for people like me to see within not long, a few minutes sometimes. Yeah, like the Dallas Stars in the last couple of years have really upped their game. And this year, for example, they are actually putting up pictures. So if there's a big play or a big goal or a celebration or a hit, hopefully I have a picture of it or Glenn, the other guy that shoots for the Stars. Um, and they want to put those pictures on Instagram and Facebook by the end of the period, which is, you know, something that 15 years ago Never. wasn't even happened, right. you know, literally couldn't happen. So, so our workflow has changed a little bit over the years. You just can't sit there and shoot a whole game and then go home and edit everything. Uh, I mean, you are at the game, almost like a sports writer writing the story during the game. You're actually trying to provide pictures that will tell whatever story tell you think story. he's writing. Sure. Uh, and then sometimes the second half happens and the opposite happens, and then you have to try to retell the story right. with, uh, with pictures. Right, because you don't know how those first half, what, what implications some of those plays and celebrations have until the end of the game, whatever story's being told. Would you, would you say that that quick turnaround time is the biggest challenge from going to kind of how your job has changed as, you know, print to digital shift continues to happen and things just get so fast. Is that, is that the hardest part? Without a doubt, because the shooting part doesn't really change, right? Uh, although when you had film, I mean, one thing that's, uh, there's one thing that's easier. When you had film, you had 36 frames on a roll of film. And there'd be times where you would, a play would happen, especially in football, a play would happen and you'd shoot a bunch of pictures and you'd have four pictures left on your roll of film mm -hmm. and they're on like the four yard line ready to score. So now, you're, now your decision is, uh -oh. can I change film quick <laughs> enough in case they score on this play or 
uh, do I just wait and only take two or three pictures of whatever it is and hope that is the only thing that happens? Gotcha. So that's easier now because you have virtually unlimited space on your cards mm -hmm. now. But having to having to stop and not think about what you were shooting and then leave the field and then type in players' names and a description and look at all, you know, look at your pictures and pick this one and crop it down and then go back out and get back in the mindset of, okay, where's the play the and what's going on? Again, yeah. It's, that's a lot harder because you really, the, the best games I've ever shot were when you're tethered, which means that your camera is actually directly tied to an editor, mm -hmm. typically a big game like the World Series or something like that where they want it even quicker. You usually have an, an editor that's dedicated just to you or maybe two or three other editors. And the best games that I shoot are not those games because they're bigger games. It's because for the whole three or four hours, all I'm doing is thinking about making pictures. Focus on that action, not yeah. getting back and editing and submitting. No, I'm not worried yeah. about, oh, if I leave right now and they hit a home run, you what happens? It. You miss it. Um, yeah. I never realized that you were juggling all of that out there. That's what I mean when I say I'm always thinking... I mean, I know you guys camouflage in, and that's, that's part of it, but I notice it for some reason, and I'm always kind of wondering, what, what pictures did you just get? Like, did you just get that angle from that touchdown catch or goal or shot or whatever it is or pitch, whatever you're getting your pictures of? And, like, where's it going? And where wh is that? Am I going to see that on Twitter in a little while? Those kind of things. And, but I also want to ask you and wonder – um, Assignment-wise, are you are you often shooting in general sense, or do they send you out saying, um, "Here's the list of marquee players that we need stuff, stock stuff of, or whatever," or are you on a specific assignment about a specific theme, player, something happening? Yes, all of those. Things. All of the above. All of the all of the above. Uh, there will be times, like with USA Today, there will be times where they're going to run a story on a player, a specific player. Uh, which, and so they'll say, "We don't care about the game. We don't care what's going on. We just need ten or twelve pictures, isolated, or him talking to a coach, whatever, mm -hmm. of this guy because we're running a story on this guy." There may be other times, more generally, whether for most of the things that I shoot for USA today uh or getty with the with the like with the legends that uh, where we met mm -hmm. i am just there as a basically as a photojournalist storyteller so my job is to capture as much as i can i don't want to say equally about both teams because if it's a hundred to five it's going to be really hard to send 20 pictures of the team that scored five right. points and other than maybe 20 sad pictures um but you have to try to be neutral um when you're shooting a general unassigned thing. Okay. And, and then there are some sports where um, they might have the contract for the commercial license, which is the, generally the stuff that I shoot for is just for publication in a newspaper or something like that. But occasionally you'll get an assignment where um, the entity has the commercial contract. And by that, I mean, they, they have, the ability to make posters or mm. books or Merch. things like merchandise, right? Mm -hmm. So that so for branding and things like that. So there are times where they'll say, "Hey, I know you're going to go shoot uh, uh, an MLS game here. We're going to go shoot uh, FC Dallas, and the other team's coming in the Galaxy, and we don't have really many pictures of these six guys. So pay attention to try to." 
So you try to work yeah. them into your flow, and hopefully they do something spectacular while you're hopefully looking at them. Ibrahimovic does some dramatic <laughs> thing, and you capture it. Great example. He didn't even come to the house that year. Yeah. This year. So. And he's done, I think. And now he's done. Yeah. So, I missed that one. Yeah. Not your fault. No. Yeah. Not my fault. But, but that's that's part of the fascinating thing. And speaking of some of these names, I mean, some of the research I was doing after we met. Um, you know, I saw pictures out there. You have a million, obviously, pictures out there. But, like, with Avery Johnson and Don Nelson. And, I mean, so much Dirk stuff. Anyway, I talked about Dirk. Um, but I'm just kind of curious. So h- how much, if any, access do you have to these guys where you have relationships with them? Or is it really, you know, behind the camera only? When I was shooting the Mavericks, I had a little more access. I mean, I you, you actually have more a lot more access than just a regular sure. sports photographer. But I always approached it that my job isn't to be their friend. Uh, and maybe that sounds wrong, but I mean, my job isn't... The, a lot of the places that I've worked, the Dallas Stars included, since I'm there all the time and I'm shooting them at the hospitals and things like they know they know me. Sure, they just... Uh, organically, there's a relationship, I bet. R- right, and, and actually that does help um, because they trust you a little more to know that if they're acting goofy or, you know, they're, you take a picture and their eyes are closed or whatever, you know, whatever that it may be, you, you do get a level of trust. Um, and if you're the team photographer, like at the Dallas Stars, they understand that you're not out to get them. Like if you were some other photographer doing, you know, shooting for some other organization where that guy might get paid extra because he's got a picture that goes to TMZ or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, so I try not to get too close to them, but I try to be around them enough that they realize they can be more normal or more relaxed, I guess is the word. Um, There's probably, it's Dirk, one of those guys, though, that's just going to be a friendly person to you just because that's his nature. A hundred percent. I mean, he, uh, every year I used to do the, uh, well, I guess I still do them for them, too. We, we met doing the headshots for the Legends, and I do the headshots for the Mavs, and I've done them even though I don't officially work for them anymore, I still work through the NBA to do mm-hmm. that. And every year, so I would see him two or three times a year, a couple times, a couple games I'd do, but, and I'd see him with that. And every year he would recognize me, and every year he would say, hello, Tim, how are you doing today? You know, <laughs> I mean, he just, it, he, that's him. He, and he doesn't have to. And he doesn't have to. And th- there are other players that are like, what time is it? Let's get this over. And he he actually would spend more time than maybe his handler wanted him to spend with you. Um, but that's dirt. Right. And that's why he's got a street that's name. That's why everybody loves now. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Nowitzki Way is here. That's why everybody loves him. Last question. Sure. Do you have any crazy stories of getting injured? Ooh, almost. So last year I was at a cowboy game. And football's by far the hardest to get or the easiest the easiest to get hurt at? Um, yeah, I would think. I would. I'm trying to I, use you see the most football sideline crashes, I feel like. Well, you see under the basket basketball crashes, too. But, man, I feel like every football game, somebody's getting pile-drived on the sidelines accidentally. There was a female intern two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago or three or four weeks ago, I can't remember exactly when, who got run over at, a, like, the LSU football game and had a concussion and went to the hospital. Um, I've never been hit directly but in the last year at the Cowboys I've come really close twice last year uh, it was a nothing game the Cowboys were winning by 20 points or something like that and 
we're standing up in the end zone, and normally you kneel in the end zone because you don't want to block the people behind you. Um, but there's 30 seconds left in the game. You're standing up because you want to run out on the field to get the handshake and all this stuff. And, and I'm talking to another photographer next to me who worked for the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And we were just joking, and you rarely let your guard down. Right. And we, we were like, wouldn't that be great if they just threw a Hail, the Cowboys threw a Hail Mary pass over here and, you know, we got a great picture. Well, they threw a Hail Mary uh -oh. pass just to throw it. It was in our corner of the end zone. It was on the sideline. The ball got tipped, and the two players came off the field. And, again, we're standing there not ready for mm -hmm. that. To move quick. The move quick. Yeah. And the photographer next to me got leveled, had a concussion. Oh, no. I, they grazed my shoulder, but he stood up, and then he went back in the back uh, where the photographers are, and he couldn't remember getting there or anything that had happened. Wow. Um, that was probably the, that was the closest last year. This year, um, it, there was, a, I guess it was the Green Bay game. Same thing. You're in the end zone. They're throwing a pass, a long pass, so they're still using their momentum to get in the end zone. And you want to stay on that as long as you can because that's going to be a great picture. And the guy, the, the packer, catches it on his fingers and fumbles it, so he's not trying to drop down in the end zone he's trying to catch the ball and right. he and he falls down and he and the the cowboy slide into us in the end zone and your first reaction is always get out early and so I decided to get up to start backing up I tripped over my other camera and fell backwards mm. and what was interesting was all my friends saw that on tv and I'm getting all these texts about, are you okay and, and literally I didn't get hit but the way I stood just up falling. and fell it looked like I just got slobber knockered well that's probably um, just falling probably happens more often than actually getting hit there's just so much commotion when those things go out of bounds sometimes it's even just the ball or you know not <laughs> i've been hit ball. i've been i've been hit by more balls than players you get hit a lot at texas ranger games oh probably yeah. two or three times a year oh wow Eight yeah i didn't think about that at baseball i mean obviously there's a ball out of play I wonder how many times. And when, because you're, you're you're in one of those wells mm -hmm. uh, on the outside of the dugout, first or third base. And when you have guys like, you know, Adrian Beltre was notorious for just pulling the ball every time. Mm -hmm. And uh, Joey Gallo is that way now. I mean, there are some players where, like, one of the things that you like to do is shoot a double play, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're outside first base, you're you're looking at second base. You're just hoping that the play ends up at second base, right? You're not trying to follow things around. But there are certain players where, which means that you're taking your eye off of the batter. The batter. Right. Like if your your shot is on like Elvis, knowing he's going to move over towards second if there's a runner on first. So you're not even watching what the batter's doing because you're getting ready for that, anticipating that shot. Yep. Huh. And, and so, some, so you're kind of half committed. You're kind of looking out of your corner of your eye, hoping that they don't hit there. And there are times where... There'll be other times where you're actually on the batter and you're using these long lenses that kind of compress mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. So you may be on a outside first base and you have a left-handed batter and he'll pull the ball foul and he may have just chopped it. But in your lens, it looks like it's coming right at you. So, so you'll actually see times where a photographer that's nowhere near the ball will be ducking out of the way because to him... It's right there. It's right there. I didn't think about that. Uh, Never thought about that one. So, I, so but, but yeah, baseball is way more dangerous for, for me than 
football as far as getting hit. Yeah, I've never thought about that. And then I think, man, then the runner that hits and runs to first, you just have to hope you're not – the ball, the play's not happening right when they're crossing your path. And, I mean, there's so many variables that can happen. Even in a quote-unquote slow game like baseball, like people think baseball is, you you see how fast it is, I guess, and up close and personal trying to get the exact second that a ball's being hit, thrown, or caught, right? Uh, yeah, and I've actually been hit by a ball during warm-ups where, mm. you know, the shortstop, you know, in between innings when they're warming up where the shortstop may have just been kind of messing around and short hops the first baseman and he's kind of messing around and if you're not paying attention – you'll get hit by that too. So it's, there's a lot, there's a lot less watching of a game as a fan than people realize. I mean, I've told people a lot of times, if you love a sport because you're a fan and you love what that is, the vicarious nature and the, you know, the instantaneous reaction and living emotionally through the play and, and all of that, if, if that's why you want to be a sports photographer, then you better not be a sports photographer because it's, it's almost exactly the opposite. You have to be unemotional. Right. You have to be paying more. It's almost like being a, a, an offensive coordinator. If you're shooting a football game, you're trying to figure out where they're going to throw the ball or run the ball, right, because that's going to be the best picture. And so when they come up to the line of scrimmage, you're like a – you're almost like a linebacker. Where's their best receiver? Do they have their Reading best? Reading ru- it. Yeah. Where's yeah. their best running back? Um, you shoot a team enough, like the Cowboys, or when I used to shoot Oklahoma a lot, you could actually almost recognize plays before they happen. Yeah. And you would say, okay, in this instance, they like to go like oh, a perfect example. Um, last year, two years ago, uh, when Jason Witten was on the team, they liked to if they were within the from the 20-yard line in towards scoring. The goal line. One of their favorite plays was just to send him down the middle of the field yep. and, you know, throw him the ball. Yep. And so, as, you know, it's like, I guess if I know that, then the other team probably knows that. <laughs> but you were your first read, so to speak, was, is Jason Garrett running down the middle? Because, Jason Witten, yeah. Oh, Jason, yeah. Jason Garrett. If Jason Garrett <laughs> yeah. was running down the middle, that'd be, that'd be a good picture. Yeah, that, see, that, would be, that picture would be worth way more <laughs> than a picture of Jason Witten. Um, so, so you're looking at that, and they're like, oh, he's covered. So now uh, did they hand the ball off to Zeke? Nope. So, oh, oh, they're throwing it way over here on the other side. Darn it, that's too far away for me to make right. a picture. So, yeah. so while someone is going, yay, the Cowboys have scored a touchdown, or you know, this is a great play, that's the kind of process. And so if you're a fan, you're, you're going to be – you never want to react. If, there's a saying that if you see it in your camera, you're too late, mm. right? Because the shutter – if if I see the guy catch the ball, well, you didn't get the picture, I didn't right? get the picture. So, and you can't you can't just huh. be going, oh, I hope that this play. You have to try to figure out what's going to happen. And then if it's a celebration, let's say it's the game winning photo, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the fans going yay and high fiving people and chugging beer and doing whatever they're doing. You know, your first reaction is okay. I need to get a picture of that guy celebrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's I'm being blocked because all the players are. Now, can I find someone that's sad instead of happy? Because, again, I'm trying to do the whole game. Right. Like, okay, here's a sad guy. Okay, where's the coach? Or, oh, I know Dak likes to do this fist pump, you know, thing. Where can I get him? You know I mean? So all of that is going through your head while everybody's going, yay, high five, let's yeah. party. You know, we No win. time for you to personally celebrate. The only thing that I watch where I'm a fan is the Dallas Stars on the road. Because you're not there. Because I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, I will now watch games with a special eye on where these photographers are and if they're getting, if they're safe and getting hit. And then I'll pay more attention to when I see the photos on social or on the article the next that night or the next day or whatever. And I'll remember you and think of what all the things you're going through to get all that done. You and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time. I know, obviously, you're really busy this time of year, like you said, when all these sports are converging at the same time here as we round out the year. So thanks for coming up to the studio and giving us a little bit of insight behind the, the lens. Thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed this.